You are listening to As a Woman, episode 82, Lessons I've Learned from TikTok. In this episode, I'm talking all about the things that TikTok has taught me. I know it sounds crazy, but stay tuned. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey friends, welcome back. So in this episode, I want to talk all about TikTok. Not necessarily TikTok, which is a controversial app if you do not know. However, the things that I've learned since joining this app. So I think I'm going to dive right in and say the number one thing is to push your own boundaries. Because doing things that intrigue you or that you're interested in or that are aligned with your passions, even if it makes you uncomfortable, is a good thing. Yet our nature is to not do things that are particularly uncomfortable, right? Who wants to be uncomfortable? So we avoid that, we deny it, we make fun of it, but A primary lesson here is to push yourself into doing things that are uncomfortable, especially if they can be in line with your goals. So a great example is when TikTok first came out. So, or I don't even say when it first came out because I'm sure I don't even know when it first came out because I'm such a boomer. But when it started to make traction in my friend group and I saw other medical professionals using TikTok And I saw people dancing on it like crazy. And I felt really uncomfortable by the fact of making so much video content, which sounds crazy because I make tons of video content. They're very short videos. They're put to music. There was a lot of dancing. And I didn't want to learn a whole new platform, right? Learning how to edit videos or use the app. That felt like a major barrier to me. And I was completely wrong. I had even said things like, I don't think my audience is on this space or that's not what they are looking for from me, which I know now in hindsight, because it's always easier to look backwards and say, okay, well, that was totally false. My audience is there and a large portion of them are looking for information. They just don't even know they're looking for it. So the first thing I had to get over was myself, my own perception of who I was or what I could do. And the second thing is to realize You can do new things, yet still do them in your way. You don't have to do things the way everybody else does. And you can stay true to your goals and your ideas while still presenting good information to people. And so when I really realized I was wrong was understanding that there are a lot of young women on the app. There's not just young women. So there are a lot of people who are trying to get pregnant, who are struggling with infertility, And I have a lot of videos that resonate with them. But the videos that go viral that I get tons of messages about and comments about are issues specifically geared towards young women and they're not talking about them. So my first viral video was one about endometriosis. And now this one video changed my entire perspective of this app. I picked a song and it's playing. And I'm clapping. And each time I'm clapping, something different is coming up, a symptom of endometriosis 
or common things that I would hear from young women. Simply saying, if you are experiencing these things with your period, extreme pain, passing out, vomiting, missing out on activities, needing narcotic pain medication, things like that, that this is not normal and you should see a doctor. Very fast, 10 second clip. I don't speak a word. I look at the camera and clap and it did not take me long to edit. It's not that hard. And that's when I learned that there was a huge value to putting yourself out there in places because that video got 5 million views. 5 million people watched that video. And I had messages later that some of them had no idea that some of these things were abnormal. And they scheduled appointments with their doctor, they got started on treatment or had surgery or whatever it was. And I think that that really brought home to me the fact that putting yourself into uncomfortable places can be really beneficial. The second thing that TikTok taught me, which is kind of related, is the fact that you can learn new things. I know we don't like to, but especially to anybody who's listening, who is a healthcare professional or who has a desire to educate or inspire or tell their story, yet we let these artificial boundaries hold us back. I can't edit a podcast. I don't know how to record a video for YouTube. I don't want to download the TikTok app and learn how to put words and pick songs. I can't. I don't want to. Those are the same thing. We are making excuses. And so TikTok showed me that making excuses is not a good way to live your life. I'm also not saying that you have to go beyond TikTok. You can choose not to be. And of course, that is fine. However, doing things because you want to do them is why you should. Doing things because you have a passion. So remember way back to episode number one when I asked you all, what is your goal? And if part of your goal includes reaching other people, and it may not, of course, that's fine. But if part of your goal includes reaching other people, you can't just stand on a stage in the middle of a field and expect people to come find you. You have to go to them. And how do you go to them nowadays? You come into their home and their life through their phone, through their computer. You have to put content out and create for people to find. And so if one of your goals is to reach people, you have to get over the excuses and start reaching them. But the take home is that you are certainly smart enough. So especially if you're listening and you've got a degree, you've graduated college, you're a physician for goodness sake, you can download TikTok and learn to edit videos. You can, that you're definitely smart enough. So saying I can't do it or I don't want to do it or I can't figure out Instagram, whatever, that is the crappiest excuse I've ever heard. You are very smart. You can 1000% figure it out. And you should really think about what is your goal? And if it is to reach people, to do something, tell a story, inspire, educate, how are you reaching them? And how can you do it better? And what excuses are you using to hold you back? And I'm being very serious there because that's the number one thing I hear from other people or other physicians specifically is I would do social media. I would so have a podcast, but I just can't figure that out. Sure you can. I am recording on a microphone attached to my laptop and I edit it and upload it myself. You also could hire an editor, but you can figure it out. 
So you need to decide what's important to you, what your goals are. And if they include not reaching other people, good for you. You're probably doing a lot more fun things with your time. But I love sitting here recording my podcast because this is so in line with one of my goals. The third thing that TikTok has taught me is that I am old. Seriously, when did I become old? It just poof and now it happened. And anyways, TikTok made me realize it. And I mean this in a good way. If you're getting older, what you doing with your time? What are you doing? And I'm going to use my field specifically here. If you are a reproductive endocrinologist, if you are like me and you listen to this podcast, we are 100% going to age out of our patient population. For us, we have a very narrow window where our patients are our peers, and then we keep getting older, yet our patients stay the same age. And our field is not an impersonal field. It's not some time where you just go see somebody one time, right? This is a field that requires connection and trust, and it's really a journey for a lot of patients. And so how do you connect with people who are of a different generation than you? It is not their responsibility to teach you how to do that or to be okay with your limited ability to communicate. If you want to communicate and relate to your patients and you're getting old, like me, you need to be relatable. You need to understand the world they live in, what is going on, and communicate on their level. I really believe that. And I also think if you're a physician in a space that's high tech, that this is even more important because avoiding a huge segment of technology because you don't want to learn how to do it or you don't think it's important is denying the fact that social media and social media platforms, this is how a lot of people communicate. They communicate through sharing a piece of themselves and sharing a story and the bar has been changed for what we should be as fertility doctors. And you can disagree with me if you want, and I'm fine with it, because I'm doing it. And I have so many friends who are doing it in this space, and I love it so much to see all of us out there. And that is because we're getting old, you guys. And it's okay. When you're getting old, it is time to say, what's important to me? What do I want to do? And if you're in a field that needs to relate to other people, how are you relating to them and reaching them? And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside, enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit. And there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. 
Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. The fourth thing that TikTok has taught me is that, OMG, there is some batshit crazy bad information out there, like really terrible, terrible stuff. And I really hope it's just in the women's health sphere because I'm sure my TikTok is jaded because I watch all of the TikTok gynecology and fertility videos all the time, but there are so many people telling really bad info. And it is not just random people, meaning it's not just the girl on the street saying that you need to wash out inside your vagina to make it smell like pineapples and roses, but there are actual medical professionals out there giving you crazy pieces of advice and not disclosing who they are or what field they're in or why they are qualified or in a lot of cases not qualified to give that information. And it is blowing your mind. So last week I did a YouTube video. If you follow my YouTube channel, it is Natalie Crawford, MD, and it is growing. I'm so proud of it. Talk about push your own boundaries, learn how to sit in front of a video and not fidget the whole time. But I did a video on reacting to gynecology TikTok and one of the videos, oh my gosh, you guys, it was this lady. I have since been told she's an acupuncturist, what I couldn't find out. And she had a video series on how to have a baby boy, and the video was part 27. Like, what on earth? It was part 27. What are parts 1 through 26? 
And it doesn't even matter what the video was about. But here's the thing. There's nothing you can do naturally to have a higher chance of a boy or girl. And here is somebody in a white coat as a health professional up there having a 27-part video series talking about it. And if I was just a young person watching this or even somebody my own age who didn't know better, I would say, oh, my gosh, this is great. Look at this information. And not disclosing that it is not true. Anyways, there's so much bad stuff out there. And I think those of us who are medical professionals spending our time educating on TikTok are really fighting the good fight maybe of a losing battle. We're really, really trying to educate and provide good facts. And the thing that is hardest for me is that when we go sometimes counter these arguments with science and evidence, there's so much hate out there. And that I just don't have time for that much hate to come into my life for telling you that something is incorrect. Even if I do it in the most respectful way, I understand nobody likes to be wrong. I don't like to be wrong. But the hate makes it really hard to even want to go fight the fight. So there are those of us out there who are putting out really good educational content on our own channels. And I really hope that that continues because the more that we are putting the good stuff out there, at least there is another example of some really great educational places for people to go and get medical information. And so if you're looking in the gynecology TikTok zone, I'm sure you already follow them. But if this episode makes you want to go download TikTok, you can listen to me at Natalie Crawford, MD. You can also follow my friend, Mama Dr. Jones. You can also follow my dear friend, Laura, at Dr. Laura Shaheen. You can follow Stacy at Dr. Period Stacy Period T. You can also follow my friend, Jen Lincoln, at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. And you can also follow my friend, Allison, at Dr.Allison.Rogers. Anyways, you can go follow me and find them all. But we're out here fighting the gynecology, fertility, TikTok battle. Some days it's a losing battle. But it really did teach me that things maybe I've known for so long now, I forget that if you hear something from somebody who looks credible, it's easy to believe it. And this is how misinformation is spreading through social platforms so quickly and why it is so important that those of us who are passionate about it spend our time in these places. All right, the fifth thing goes along and that's that there is a lot of hate out there. And I think that you realize it when people are behind a screen and they feel like it's very easy to shout off a comment on your post or a DM or something in your email that says you're terrible and how dare you. And I can go on and on, but there's a lot of hate. And I just want to put not TikTok aside. I think that has revealed it because people are super brave when they're hidden behind a computer or behind a screen and they don't have to face somebody face to face. And I just want to say this. Be nice to everybody. Why do we have to bring in so much extra hate into our world? Why can't we just support each other, especially those of us who take care of people together? A great example is there's a TikTok from a nutritionist saying how little doctors know. And there are some doctors who do not care about nutrition. I totally get it. There are others of us who do know a lot and who've done extra training or who have a passion in it. But to make a blanket TikTok saying, do not listen to your doctor about nutrition 
How terrible is this? You are hurting the trust between doctor and patient. You are putting an extra barrier towards people being able to trust their team. And I think this is terrible. So I really hate seeing nurses, nutritionists, anybody making fun or talking bad about doctors, just like I hate seeing doctors make fun of nurses or other health members. We're on the same team. If this is our public persona, why can't it all be one together? So there is just so much hate, so much meanness out there, but we really should not be tolerating it. And we really need to function and keep in perspective. If we're on a social platform in our profession, we need to take care of each other. We all really have the same common underlying goal to take better care of people. So no more bullying, no more hate comments, no more hiding behind a screen. Do not make fun of your healthcare team. And for the love of God, do not make fun of patients. Do not tell stories about patients. Do not ever put patients as the butt of a joke. I cannot understand why we would do this. I think it really shows a lack of insight into what it must be like to be any other person who has ever been a patient before, which is everybody, and who watches that to see a patient being made fun of by a provider. And even if HIPAA is not broken, where is the professional decency in our field? No wonder they don't trust us. All right. And my last one is that everything is better with dancing. I mean, everything's better with dancing and a song and a smile. And I think that sometimes it's really easy to lose that when your days are so busy and maybe you don't get enough sleep and you're running around doing 58,000 things. It's really hard to remember to smile at the little things, to let people bring joy in. So forget about all the misinformation and the hate and the bad stuff out there. This app can bring so much joy. There are so many times I have laughed out loud at how creative somebody is, whether it's from dancing or from their voiceover or their creativity and creating a very short video purely to entertain other people. How beautiful is that? Somebody is taking their very most valuable resource, their time, and creating content purely for the purpose of making you smile or making you happy or making you enjoy it. And there is stuff out there that is so funny and so entertaining or even music that gets stuck in your head and you want to dance around and sing to it. We need to hold on to those moments of joy. As crazy as life can be, especially in the year 2020, there is no reason for us not to grasp on to every little moment of happiness. And TikTok has shown me that it's so easy to look at your day in a very pragmatic manner. I need to work out and go to work and see patients and chart and prep for this and answer emails and do that and cook dinner and blah, 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 blah. Where's the dancing? Where's the smiling? Where's the singing? Where's the telling jokes? It's a moment to slow down and remember that it's okay to be happy and it's okay to share joy with each other. So even if you're not only sharing joy on TikTok, that's not what I'm saying, but it's a reminder that doing things to make other people happy is extremely worthwhile. You shouldn't spend all your time doing stuff to make people happy, but 
little acts of kindness, one of which is creating content, but also little acts to people you care about. Sending flowers, cooking dinner, picking up a child, getting the mail for your friends, watching their dog. I don't care. We could think of a thousand things. Little acts of kindness go a really long way. Little acts of joy are really important in your life. And in such a crazy world, we need to let joy back in, put a smile on our face, music on that we love, and dance around. And so that, my friends, is your homework. I want you sometime today to get out your phone and pick a song that you love and turn it on and turn it up. And I want you to sing to it and dance around. I'm not saying you have to record it for TikTok for the world to see. Nope, not at all. I just want it to infuse your own life with some joy and smile and have fun with it. And then I want you to think of one little thing you can do for one other person in your world that would bring joy to them. And sometime this week, do it. And so that's all I have for you today. I hope you go on and enjoy your day. I've got to say, I was a huge holdout on TikTok. And then friends of mine, so Daniel Jones, at Mama Dr. Jones, and Ryan Gray from at Medical School HQ, both told me, get over yourself and get on this platform. You need to be here. There are people who would like to learn from you, and you have something to share. And Thank you, friends, for pushing me past my own comfort zone, helping me get over myself and my own excuses or fears so that I could get on there because I've really enjoyed it. If you want to go check it out, the TikTok is at Natalie Crawford MD, and you can always follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD or the YouTube channel, Natalie Crawford MD. The YouTube channel is heavy, heavy on fertility education and short little videos and TikTok is a little more very fun, fast fertility facts and clips. I'm extremely awkward. Please go and make fun of me. Anyways, thank you guys so much for every single one of you. Every listen that you give to my podcast, it means the world. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brianne Halfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. So sit down, play that episode, and join The Collective.